You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to your second favorite day of the week. I am Anthony Irwin. I am joined by Adam Maris. It, we are in Las Vegas. The news just dropped. I just got a humongous kick to the nuts. <laughs> that was a big kick to the nuts, wasn't it, Anthony? <laughs> the Clippers. The Clippers. The Clippers. The Clippers. This is what it feels like to be a Knicks fan. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, I can't make sense. Like, Anthony, the, there was an earthquake tonight. I, I, this yeah. is like, I feel like this is a night that I don't think actually happened, and I'm about to be woken up. Yeah. I mean, you would have thought you would have been woken, like shaken, like yes, the, the exactly. shaking from, would have would have woken you up. But no, that's that wasn't the case. Here's the thing. Well, all right. As in case you guys haven't noticed, Adam and I are recording late Friday night or early Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. I mean, we could, early yeah. Saturday morning. Uh, we have been we have been reacting to news as it has been coming. This is why we held off on recording Thursday because we one, we knew we were going to be in the same room. It's going to be a better show as a result of that. And then two, it's going to be a better show because we have all this news to go over. So that we're just going to re- we're, we're going to react. We're going to get news as we're recording this. And that's how the show is going to go. Let's start here though. The big takeaway I think of this offseason. Clippers, Nets, tell Big I, Brothers, yeah. you guys, you guys got some stuff to figure out. I, it's weird because I don't feel like we're in a new era, but we are. We are in a new era in which the Knicks and Lakers got passed over, at least by these specific yeah. stars in the specific moment, mm-hmm. for the Clippers and the Nets. And I think we have to start. I mean, obviously, we're talking about this Clippers situation. The Clippers pulled off. By the way, we should announce like oh, what yeah. actually happened. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard agrees to go to the Clippers four-year, hundred forty-two million dollar deal as a result of the Clippers trading. All of their picks, all the picks, they made the Anthony Davis trade yeah, for did. Paul George. Both right. teams basically made the same deal trying to get the same player. Right. Yeah. And one worked out. And and one worked out. And, and it's wild because there was – so, per, first of all, it's 2019, and it's pretty remarkable that this has been kept under wraps and that everybody, everybody yeah, has been guessing for this long. But one of the theories that came out that I think made the most sense was that Kawhi was waiting for the Clippers to – make a move that would you know kind of get him to los angeles like he yeah. wanted to be with the clippers yeah but he didn't want to be alone with the clippers so it, right i think the delay now in hindsight it makes sense this is what he was waiting for yeah I, that's that's the new information yeah all the information to this point that i had gathered now I, granted lakers reporter not, not even reporter lakers blogger podcast sure. or whatever but all the information i'd been getting to this point was that the lakers felt like they were the favorites they felt confident to this point they were they were willing to call it a done deal even and mm. you know I, mm. I think as a result they it's not that they were overconfident i think they and and this is what big brothers do with little brothers right they don't they don't a, a little brother doesn't beat a big brother as a result of some grand process a little brother just jumps up and bites one day. Right, yeah. A little day. brother just jumps yeah. up one day, and then you write the, the older brother. I am an older brother. Are you an older brother? I am. You just realize one day, wow, I gotta, t- I actually got to try, <laughs> right? And unfortunately, the Lakers at this point, they think now, they recognize now, they probably have to try, but it's too late. They already lost. This is yeah. the big This is the big domino that, that you know, it's not going to hurt the Lakers brand. You're going you're gonna to hear a bunch of the – the hyperbolizing all of this stuff. I think the Lakers are still going to own the market. That's, oh, that's, oh, first of all, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. That's part of what makes this decision so crazy. Right. Is that He's I think the Clippers brand will go to an all-time high. Yeah. And it's still like not even – it's a thumbprint on a skyscraper of the yeah. Lakers. And it'll take a lot. They could – 
multiple championships yeah. for it to even tilt the scale slightly in the favor. And that's yeah. part of what makes this so interesting. And when you talk about the Knicks and the Nets, it's the same thing. And I, and I know that they're kind of just a side a story degree. to this. But it's the same thing in that, yeah. you know, the Knicks are a brand. They're a heritage brand. Mm -hmm. The Nets are – they could win championships and it still wouldn't be have the history and the, the coolness. The and, irony here, though, is that the Nets could actually pass up the Knicks in championships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lakers, it won't happen. <laughs> but, but Especially right. if we count those Minneapolis ones, which I don't get why we do, but we do. <laughs> you can have those back if you want. <laughs> the Clippers still have quite a ways to go. That's but, right. But I, I do want to – I do kind of want to start here, though. Okay. The, the conversation to this point when it seemed like Kawhi was going to be a Laker mm -hmm. was that none of the small stuff mattered. Right? Small stuff. Tell me what the small the, the stuff small, is. The, the, the quote unquote small stuff, the, the, the marginal moves, the, the, the okay. front office okay, stuff, yeah, like yeah. The, the process based stuff. Well, look, stuff, if the Lakers right? would have got Kawhi, all the small moves would have right. fallen in place because that's. Well, yeah, yeah right. Well, yeah. right. But, but, but basically that big move was not necessitated or, or the small moves weren't necessary to get that big move. Right, yeah. Whereas, you know, with the Clippers here, they have done their homework for for a solid I don't know how long, right? The the the, the Clippers have been working on this for for upwards of a year. And yeah. and here's where the Lakers, if they're smart, now I don't think they are. If they're, if they're <laughs> I think smart, it's, I think we can go ahead and and, and we don't have to we think about it. Yeah, yeah, we know we can we bank. Know we that they are we can go to the we we're in Vegas. We can bet on this. The Lakers had one move. They they well, right. Well, even before that though, the Lakers to this point have been operating on the fact that all right, we are the Lakers. Sure. We have this 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 dynastic brand that that is going to continue to roll and it will continue to roll, right? But that was completely overcome by the Clippers doing every single small thing right. And that's the big thing to take away from this. If you're if you're if you're working for the Lakers and you're trying to figure out a way to move forward from now on, you got to look, this would have been done yeah. Had they fired Rob Palenka and hired Masai Ujiri, this would have been. This wouldn't even be a conversation. It'd have been over, and and they didn't even think about doing it. Genie Bus Do didn't even think about doing it because of some link to Kobe for some reason. Do you think though that there was any? I mean, look, trying to guess what Kawhi Leonard's motivations were is, is impossible. Yeah. But do you think there was anything to the fact that he has the crown right now, going to LeBron's team? And look, even if it was yeah. Kawhi's team, if even if LeBron, as the yeah. reports were, oh, you're going to be the guy, it doesn't matter. Do you think there's anything to the report of like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to go to my own place. No, that's absolutely fair. Yeah. But the thing that the Lakers could have done to put themselves in a better situation here is hire Masai yeah. Ujiri. Like, yeah. that's the godfather off. You have endless resources. You print effing money. That's they the have. thing about the Lakers is they really – when you say endless resources, it's actually – it actually is endless resources. Yeah, and they did Tenfold what most teams have. And they didn't. Yeah. And they didn't do that. And like, if if you're if you're a Laker fan right now and you're angry about what's going on, that's the takeaway here: is that the Lakers could have put themselves in a better situation than they, and they didn't. And 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 you know what? That's that's been my frustration all along here: is that I've been watching from afar as as well, not really necessarily from afar, but I've been watching as these guys just trip trip over themselves. That's the frustration with the league, right? Yeah, is that they kept tripping over themselves. It, they, the analogy that my buddy uh, Harrison with with uh, Silver Screen and Roll Harrison Fagan made was was that that clip in the office where Kevin trips over himself pours out the chili right oh yes and then yeah but but the analogy here is that like Kevin pours out that chili it melts away the carpet and underneath it is gold right that's what it would have been had they landed Kawhi right, Leonard yeah and but but you know now they didn't 
and now where do they go? They overpay Danny Green. They they bring back Kate where they go is one of the most Clutch-tavious fascinating Pope. questions about this whole thing. I'll give another well, tel- I'll give another television uh, metaphor though for this. I'm watching Chernobyl, which I think is fantastic. Highly yeah. recommend. Five stars yeah. or ten, whatever scale uh-huh. we're using. All of the stars. Uh-huh. But the thing I like. So there's this one episode about how. The thing that happened that caused the explosion, the only th- way it would have happened is if all these terrible things happened before it. Like if you make if you made one right. mistake, it wouldn't have been a big deal. If you make twenty mistakes in a row, yeah. then you're in trouble. The Lakers That's have great. sort That's of made mm-hmm. they've sort of created the perfect environment for mm-hmm. themselves to be in this position now, which is first of all, the Lakers aren't dead. I mean I could detail that. They those. have a very <laughs> good team. They have a very they have two very great players yeah. and there's a lot of teams that would trade places with them. Mm-hmm. But they're in a place right now where it's very they're they're on a razor's edge right yeah. now. Not just now, but going forward. So, to the, so the analogy you're making, the Lakers had magic. The Lakers are Chernobyl. I'm so happy with this. Yeah. analogy. The Lakers had Magic Johnson resign. Yeah. It was a gift. It was a gift from the basketball gods because he was awful at his job. He wasn't around, mm. right? And they still welcomed at, welcomed him back. He has that meeting with Kawhi Leonard. And then now after the fact, we're hearing that because Magic had that meeting with Kawhi Leonard and then leaked information about that that meeting, that that didn't help the Lakers' cause. Now, had the Lakers done the smart thing and just let let Magic Johnson go off in, uh, over yonder, right? Yeah. Just Had they just distanced themselves from this guy who literally, not even figuratively, he literally walked out the door on them. Had they just let him do that and let that go, they would be in a better spot, right? Just like had they just let the pass go yeah. and not and not brought back Rob Palenka, they'd be in a better spot, right? And and you know what? They reap what they sow. Let's uh let's take a quick second here okay. when, we, when we come back. There's I, so I much do, to peel back on right, this. Right, we we got to figure is a out big dense onion with lots of layers. The, we've talked a ton about the Lakers, and rightfully so. Yeah. I think they're the big story here. They're sure. the huge f ups, right? This is David's sure. show, yeah. so I'm not going to use yeah. curse words. But, but uh, we talked a lot about the Lakers. We gotta, we gotta praise the Clippers. Oh, we no doubt about it. I mean, the Clippers had so the Lakers could make 20 mistakes as long as they didn't make the 21st. Right. The Clippers had to do 20 things right. Right. And then, and then we also probably should praise the Oklahoma City Thunder for making a tough call. It's so funny that the the Thunder are the forgotten part of all yeah. of this, and some of the players that went to the Thunder, yeah, yeah they're, they're so almost a side story. Let's take it. We're going to step aside for a bit, come back, talk about that stuff. Let's start with the Clippers. Okay. The Clippers. <laughs> Tip your hat to the Clippers, man. You have to. You have to. And you here's the thing. To. What signaled to me something potentially special was going on. And even I wrote it off, right? I, I'm not going to claim to have predicted that, that Kawhi Leonard was going to go to the Clippers. But to me, what signaled something special going on with the Clippers was that they had people who had promotions presented to them so, to, to them elsewhere around the league, and they stayed. Mike Winger stayed. Mm. Uh, they, they, who was the other one? Right. They, they had other, they had other guys who were presented opportunities. That, that shows you that people would believe. Right. The same thing happened in Denver, by the way. Tim Conley got yeah. a Godfather off to go, and he stayed, and it was like, oh wow, he's staying in Denver. Right. Rather right. Than go home. And and to me, that was, you know, it's they had, uh, they had big moves that they had made previously, but that to me should have felt like, you know, you go back, yeah, you go back and 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 you say, you say. You go, all right, where's the where was the first domino? 
What was when when you when you when you watch like prequel movies? Oh man, right? the first domino. No, so the prequels. Like, yeah. yeah. If you tell the the regular story, that maybe the first domino, maybe his last season, but the right. prequel really there's groundwork that started really when Balmer took over. I right. think Balmer yeah. spent a year or so ownership matters figuring things out. Jeannie Buss has to be embarrassed right now. She has to. Oh, I think she is. She has I, to be. I think she. I think this is a real true. I mean, the biggest possible and maybe last and yeah. final test, but this is an incredible test. Yeah, but so let's talk about the Clippers, though. So they, they acquire Paul George mm-hmm. in as part of this, and that winds up being – so when when before we found out where Kawhi was actually going to end up, the big question I had at the time when the Clippers would come up is, why would Kawhi go to the Clippers when his second-best player was Lou Williams – or Danilo Gallinari, right? Those are nice players. They're great. They're, they're, they're great role players, but that is not the kind of player that a superstar signs up to play with. It turns out, it seems like he was waiting for this kind of a move, right? And this was the big criticism that I actually had the Lakers landed Kawhi Leonard. This was actually going to be my criticism of that, of, of the Clippers role in this. They did all the small moves right. But they at some point needed to make that big yeah. swing to yeah. land Kawhi Leonard. They do that, and and the irony here is that the Lakers and the Clippers basically made the exact yeah, same they trade. Did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> to, to, to land the same guy, and it didn't work out for the Lakers. It works out for the Clippers. Yeah, and you had to do this thing because you're going all in and betting the future. Yeah. And the thing is, is if you bet wrong, the future's screwed. If you bet right, <laughs> you're trading the bad first round picks. Was, yeah. which, we both, I think, agree. The Clippers likely they traded. How many first round picks was it's it? Like, well, right now it's three unprotected. I think there's a fourth that's protected, and then they have a couple a pick swaps. Swaps. Or yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, several picks. It's the same trade. It's the same trade. But what you're, if you're the Clippers, you look at that and go, you know what? In 2023. We're probably Kawhi Leonard's young enough, Paul George young enough. We're probably still good. Those picks don't matter as right. much. Whereas the Lakers, mm-hmm. they might be looking at that and say Anthony Davis could be gone. Yeah, LeBron James could be old and, yep. and also gone, and those picks might be the number one pick two, three years in you a know, row. You know who I wish we could have in the room with us right now? Who's that? David Effing Griffin. Oh man, right? Because like yeah. he made the bet, oh, like the bet knew, that yeah. he met. He made, he the made the, the the bet that he made was I am betting against the Lakers. I am shorting that organization. He was right. right. Yeah, he was shorting he was it. Yep. Absolutely right. And he actually right. was some risk there because if they got Kawhi, those picks maybe those picks aren't, aren't that worth it. Yeah. But guess what happens? Yeah. That's what happens when you short somebody. And when right? you're the Pelicans, you have to take a swing. That's that's taking, yeah. a, that's taking a big swing that could go wrong. So. Yeah. But I want to talk here about the Clippers. Do you consider them the favorites? I do. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's I don't think they're a heavy favorite. I think they're a soft favorite. But you know what? When you We know a lot of times – the playoffs, it comes down to the best players. It comes down to like how, who you can defend and who you can score against. Mm-hmm. And they have two players that are there's. I don't think there's a single team out there that you can say, like, oh, we're not worried about Kawhi. Oh, yeah. we're not worried about Paul. Every team worries about those guys, and no team has an answer for right. them. And they have that. But, oh, by the way, they have some players behind them. And that's the difference between the Lakers, for example, and the Clippers. Is mm-hmm. They have some players behind them that you say, you know what? Not only do they fit well. But, man, Montrez Harrell, that guy, he takes a lot to box out. Yeah. Pat Beverly, man, that guy makes you work. You know, Lou Williams, he gives you buckets. Yeah. They have some guys that you look at and you go, man, there's some pieces there in place. So, um, What's their best lineup? Is it is it Lou Will? It might, Kawhi? Be, it might be those five guys, actually, because Montrez Harrell can play the five in a yeah. death death lineup, mm-hmm. especially when you have that length on the George perimeter. George at the four. Yeah, and, and that, that perimeter containment, which is what you're going to have. Yeah. Yeah. That might be their best lineup. I mean, you think about it, yeah. So you go Pat Bev, Lou Will, Kawhi, Paul George, Montrez. 
You don't even. It's have, a like, very small lineup. Well, yes. I don't think it's like a. It's a more it, than like ten minute game lineup. Right. Playoff, yeah. But yeah, it's it's the it's their. But it's a death lineup. It's their hundred and seven mile an hour fastball yeah. that you can only <laughs> <Yeah>. throw once. <laughs> and when you see it, you're like, oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I agree. I agree. Let's let's take another couple seconds here. We'll we'll broaden this to a league wide conversation because I, in my opinion, I think this is the best thing that that could have happened for the league. This was their best outcome. But I want to talk about the the Oklahoma City Thunder here because they bring in Paul George. What was it a year ago? Yeah. Well, no, two years ago. Yeah. And then he reups, spends yeah, an entire right. year yep. there, right? Uh, and and the. The underwritten yet kind of overstated story here was that they weren't going anywhere next year, right? Yeah. And 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 uh, I think if you're going to if you're going to start that rebuild, this is how you do it. Yeah. And 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 I think well, this is. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't move Russ. He's a negative asset, right? But but I, I think I I think when it comes to Honestly, when we'll right, talk so, about it in the next yeah, section, but yeah. you can do it. I, I, all right, so so uh, <laughs> the I won't name names of where I was eating dinner and who I was eating dinner with, but when we found this out, the people that I was with, the first takeaway was, "Holy crap, the Lakers are going to trade for Russ." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "No!" But uh, I want to go. I want to. I want to. I want to go here though with with OKC. Uh, this is what happens. This is what happens when. You have complete and utter organizational trust. Yeah, that's a, that's really important. Sam Presti makes this. This isn't the kind of move that Rob Polinka could make. Like, if anything, that move that Rob Polinka made for Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. like that's the kind of move that you make when you're trying to save your job. Sam Presti doesn't have to worry about that. And and while it's gonna suck, like next year, if you're an OKC fan, you're obviously much less excited to be an OKC fan, right? It's going to be a rough year. I don't even think they make the playoffs. Steven Adams probably gets moved to at some point. But but this is the kind of move that signals organizational stability. And and what we just learned from the Clippers is how valuable that is. What we just learned from the Clippers is that when you have an owner who trusts the people that he entrusted in the first place utmost – like that's the kind of thing you can do, and and the, and the and the Thunder are in a better place for it. The dirty secret, though, is that the the Clippers, as low of a brand as they are, they're also in Los Angeles. And guess what? Kawhi Leonard is also from Los Angeles. I mean, it's the same thing about Cleveland. They had LeBron happen to be born in Akron and be right there. It's the same thing with the Clippers. They happen to be in L.A. and they happen to be where this superstar, right. who's the pivot piece in all of this, happens to be born. Um, so I don't. So I don't think we've like solved small markets, and we've solved no, the parity of the I'm NBA not, or yeah. anything like that. I think it's a very specific and unique circumstance to the Clippers that has allowed this thing to happen. They played their hand perfectly. But I'm talking about OKC. I'm, I'm talking about OKC. Sure. Like Sam Presti being comfortable enough in his job to make this trade is a great statement about the the, the, the stability that is within oh, the organization. Oh, I don't think so. So of, what's funny here about Anthony... Really? Well, yeah. You disagree? Well, I disagree in just that like Sam Presti could be fired in, in a few months, and I wouldn't be surprised by it. Really? Well, here's why. When it was announced that Steven Adams was available, my first thought, as obviously covering the Nuggets, was Paul George is available. I mean, huh. why would one be available and not the other? Looking at their salary cap, you get rid of, That's and true. the and it wasn't just Steven Adams; it was Robertson, and it was you know they had multiple pieces. So I thought, you know what, Paul George is available. And thinking from Denver's perspective, if he's available, can Denver be the team to go out and get like this is where you push your chips in? 
and I wasn't sold on it enough to, to think like, oh, you have to do it. But in hindsight, it I think it's actually clear to look God, at and why say, why couldn't you have done that so that the Lakers could have Kawhi right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, Denver with Paul George, by the way, I think would have been a favorite. Like Denver has yeah. the they have the draft same draft That's picks. The only position they Shea need. Gilgis Alexander. Oh yeah, Jamal Murray's as good as him, or or Gary Harrison. A couple pieces could be a good, as good as him. Yeah. Plus the pick. So Denver well, could have done Murray this before he got paid. I think, but yeah, yeah, before he got, which he would have been. I mean, yeah. this is a deal that if you if you plan it, so. So I'm not surprised, by the way, that this is ha- that that Oklahoma City was in this point. I That's think they got to this point because they pushed all of their chips in. They saw their team get beat by a Portland team that's not very good, and thought we have one of the most expensive rosters in NBA history with one yeah. of the biggest tax bills in NBA history, and we can't even get past the Portland Trailblazers, and we can't even take it past a Game Five. So I think that, that for them, they looked at it and thought. So I, I'm not surprised at all by this pivot to them to go towards a rebuild. I think both of our points can be true. Okay. I think I think their pivot to a rebuild uh, was necessary and was the right move, but not very many not very many not very many executives would be able to pull that off. I don't th- I don't think very many executives have that amount of trust but, from but, the owner. But I don't know the that Lakers. He, are but an here, example. First of all, first of all, I don't know that he's pulled it off. He pulled no. off the trade. He pulled the trigger. Right. Has he stuck I, that's the landing? I mean. That's what I mean. But Sam Hinkie pulled the trigger on some moves. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, bro. And then he got fired right, right. As, right at the knee of the curb. I mean, I guess. And to the your same point, thing could happen with Presti, where it's like, yes, you just cried all these assets. Yeah. That's the right thing. And then a year from now, when they miss the playoffs, the owner says, hey, man, I, I didn't count on this. Yeah. Like, this isn't what I thought we well, were doing. I mean, I guess. It is what you signed up for, but I didn't realize if that you're, was If money. you're an OKC fan, right, you're like, man, Presti had Durant. He had Westbrook. He had yeah. Harden. He had Ibaka. He got one NBA Finals. One trip to the NBA one Finals. One trip to the NBA Finals, yeah. All right, let's take a quick second here. Let's talk about the – the. let's broaden the scope here. I want to talk about what this means for the league because I think – and you made a face when I said it, but I think this was the best outcome for the league. All right, let's uh, let's start here. I think this is the best outcome for the league. You're going to have a rivalry that the league has never had before in arguably its best basketball market. I think one team's a lot better than the other. Well, sure. <laughs> so sure. it is a rivalry, and it, and there there'll be a storyline all year, mm-hmm. and there'll be a lot to talk about. But if I think push came to shove at this very moment. Even realistically thinking best case scenario for the Lakers with the remaining because they have to fill out a roster still. They do. And the rest of the players available, I still think the Clippers are like a good, better than them enough to where it's actually it's a rivalry, but not a competitive series or. Well, LeBron is an underdog in and of itself is a great story. That is a great story, actually. So that is a great story. uh, But I I, so the Lakers to fill in some of the holes here. Right. The Lakers have (laughs) re-signed. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Listen to the excitement in his voice. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Danny I, Green. I, Danny, Danny Green. David, I need a. I need a bonus. I need a raise. I did not cuss <laughs> right there. Uh, they overpaid Danny Green two years, thirty million for Danny Green. Uh, they're probably going to re-sign Rajon Rondo, which, <laughs> again, David, I need another raise for not cussing right Can there. Can we get Amari and Monta? Come on. No. Can we please? No. I thought it was funny the way that that was phrased. Did you did you did you notice that the way it was phrased? Let me hear it. They 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 were like Monte Ellis and Amari Stoudemire trying to make a comeback to a competing team like the Lakers. Like hey, <laughs> like my SEO. <laughs> um, anywho, 
let's I, I want to talk about this though the two markets that we started the show with were the la market the two big yeah two biggest that's the, now you have the the under or the upending of two conglomerates in the in nba history media wise lakers actually wise knicks just because they're the knicks right but but you have now two franchises that have legitimate wake up calls and while i think the interest in this year is is going to be fascinating to watch right because the clippers are now it's going to it's funny Nobody's complaining about super teams now as they were when, when it looked like the Lakers were going to have all three of them. Well, but. first of all, the, the Lakers super – the thing about this Kawhi decision was the Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis is a good but not great team. Yeah. With Kawhi Leonard, it's an insanely talented team. That I, and It yeah. wasn't that there, there was no – the difference between that, it was so binary. They were either incredible and almost unbeatable or they were really vulnerable and actually not that great. I actually don't think they were unbeatable, but anywho – uh, but but for for the sake of next year, I think you have a ton of interest. Yeah, you, you, you have the Clippers that are going to be really really good. Yep. The Nuggets are going still going to be really really good. The Rockets didn't do anything dumb. They didn't go out and get Jimmy Butler. Well, I so think far, they're going to yeah. be interesting. Yeah, so far, uh, the Lakers are still right there. LeBron is the underdog. So that's your Western Portland and right? Utah. You forgot those Port- two. Yeah, I think are both great. Utah is yeah. another one. Right, yeah. made made that Conley trade. It's going to be good fascinating. Trade, yeah. yeah. So you have the Western Conference. You know, maybe maybe we're walking into the playoffs kind of sort of set, right? Like that that's the that's the group that's gonna be in there together. Uh but I, I do think though, moving forward, the league stands to benefit if the Knicks and or the Lakers wake up. I so here's where I disagree, and this is actually a fun conversation for us because we really come at this from two very yeah. different perspectives. I think the league had put way too many over over the last really in the Adam Silver era, but you could go back a little bit further. I think it's especially pertinent to the Adam Silver era I agree because with this point. we're going from a cable era to a digital era. And yeah. Adam Silver On I think era. for a lot of things has really embraced the digital era. But to fully embrace it, I think they have to break away from the Lakers. I think that they have Attach themselves too strongly well, they can't to the Lakers. Break away from these Lakers, they should break away from the Knicks. The Knicks shouldn't well, be on course. national TV <laughs> next year, ever. But I think that there's an overline. I've, I've used the phrase "too big to fail" for the Lakers, yeah. and I think the league, the, the NBA right Man, now has the Lakers are big banks in Chernobyl. They really. Touche. You can see what I think of the Lakers here. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's actually something to this in that, look, the Lakers are always going to be the biggest market in town. They have an enormous market share of NBA fans. But they've at least earned it. What have the Knicks done to earn it? Nothing, but the Knicks – I think the Knicks aren't on the, the Lakers level. I, I They're not. They're just the East Coast, but the East Coast has been – there's a lot of But big, they're on TV nearly as much. No, they're not. That's, no, that's, they're not. No, they're not. Better, they're not even close. They're not even remotely close. That's a better example of your point that you're making close. right now. What, what I'm saying is that the league has some great – I think the league's future – Health and sustainability is not tied to the Lakers in the way that it has been for the last 10 years. I mm-hmm. think for the last 10 years, it has been tied to them to an unhealthy degree yeah. and that they needed them. And there's all these great teams in the way. We talked about how loaded the West has been. The The West is basically the. You talk about from a national television standpoint. Yeah. The West has been the Lakers. The league has these great talents in Giannis in Milwaukee. They've got them in these smaller markets. Yeah. They need to find a way to make that profitable. And look, right now, yes, showing the Lakers every night is profitable. 
because the Lakers have all these fans. Yeah. They have to find a way to make it profitable to move away from that, to wean themselves off of that. And I don't know if they have an answer to that yet. Can't our points again coexist, though? Let's hear it. So, yes, I agree that the league would benefit from weaning itself off of the Lakers. But if the Lakers become a better organization, can't that also help the league? Like, why, why, why would, why, how would the Lakers becoming a better sure, organization sure. hurt the league? Of course not. Of course. The Lakers being good would be great. First of all, you're asking, I think these two things are actually completely different. The league has to come up with a way, and they've hired two television partners and Disney and Turner, mm-hmm. basically, to promote their league. And those people, and, and we know that television partners are always about the short-term games. Yeah. How many people are going to tune in to this game tonight if I put it on television? And right. the answer is, if it's the Lakers, everyone. A lot of if people. If it's the Toronto Raptors versus the Milwaukee Bucks, which happened last year to have arguably two of the three best players in the NBA, yeah. nobody will tune into it. Yeah. The league has to solve that problem, in my opinion, in order to find long-term success. And if the Lakers are run healthy, of course that's a great boom to the rest of the NBA, but that's a separate issue to me than the rest of the league being promoted properly in a way that makes the whole league healthy. Yeah. They tried to fix it, I think, with that whole Tuesday night, like fans get to choose yeah. what game is on there. But guess what happened? Yeah, it didn't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the Lakers kept on getting voted on. Right. Uh, all right. I, I, let's end here, though. Gun to your head right now. Or not even gun to your head. We are in Vegas. Ooh. We are in Las Vegas. We are in the city that doesn't sleep. I do not plan on sleeping tonight. You go to the to a sports book. You're asked to put down a bet on a, on a team to win the championship right now. Who do you bet on? I think I bet on Oh man, this is really tough. It's actually really tough. And I like that because the 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 season is so open. I think there's two teams to me that I look at, one in the East and one in the West. Mm-hmm. I think the Clippers are are my favorite in the West. Yeah. They're not an overwhelming favorite. They're not what the Warriors have been for the last three years where it's like, oh, only injuries will beat them. Yeah. But I think they're the favorite. Out East, I think the 76ers are the favorite. And it, and they're and they're similar. Poor Milwaukee. I, Milwaukee's very good. <clears throat> the 76ers ceiling, I think, is higher. And if they're healthy, I think that they're the favorite team. So I look at it, and I think both those teams are very, very talented. Both of those teams have the thing that I don't know that any other team has, which is – they have multiple players that, when they're on, you can't match up with them. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, it's like if they're on, they're, you can't yeah, beat them. There's, so there's no defense for them. Embiid is the one guy who, who's that. And then they have a host of other players that at any night, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, can be that yeah, guy. Ben Simmons so. is making his layups. He is tough to guard. <laughs> he is really tough to guard. All right, we have rambled enough on this subject. It was a fascinating night in the NBA. and it's One of only- the most fascinating ever. We didn't even talk about there was an earthquake, Anthony. <laughs> there was an earthquake at Las Vegas Summer League that might cancel the rest of Summer League. That's a thing yeah. that's on the table. Yeah, yeah. I mean... This is, we haven't even talked about it. There my, was an earthquake at some point. My league. plane landed right as that thing was going. Wow. I was on the tarmac. My plane's Ugh. going all <laughs> over the place. That was wild. Welcome to Vegas. I should have known. I honestly should have like, known. I just like stayed on the plane and flown off to Boise or wherever yeah. the next plane was going. All right. We'll see how this all turns out. This was a lot of fun. We'll probably, I don't know, we won't record another in-person podcast here, but I would imagine there'll be plenty of podcasting. I am about to hop on Locked on Lakers right now to react to this news as well to get that out to people. I'm sure that'll be a fun listen for those of you who are listening for, what's it, Schadenfreude? I think that's how you pronounce it? Yeah, sure. Schadenfreude. Yeah. Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude. 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 Yeah. Schadenfreude. Kawhi, Kawhi. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great rest of your day, everybody. We will talk to you guys next week.